Hey everybody, my name is Alex and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. I'm doing a little bit of a different recording thing, but quite frankly, I totally forgot from yesterday to this morning that I was supposed to record, so I am going to be recording while taking a walk with my dog, so just bear with me. But I wanted to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast lately because... Like I said, I always appreciate people listening to me rant about cartoons on the internet, because that's not something everybody needs to, everybody is guaranteed to be successful at, and I am somewhat successful, so I appreciate it. Now, what I want to talk about on this Sunday edition is, I want to talk about the concept of sex cells in anime, and the reason why I say that is because it's not, I don't want to talk about hentai, I make a point not to talk about hentai because that's a different kind of podcast that I, I'm just not equipped to do, I'm not equipped to um, censor myself that hard, and um, also, so there's a curious thing that happened in the early 2000s, in like, in the early days of the anime bubble. And that is certain certain OVAs were produced. And they were produced by a, by a bunch of different types of people. The probably the two most notable are Mezzo Forte and there's another one, but I forget the name of it. But Mezzo Forte is what I'm gonna focus on for this. Oh, Mezzo Forte and Kite, and actually they, those are both from the same production house. That says something. So in both Mezzo Forte and Kite the Liberator, and Mezzo has its Mezzo Forte has its own um unique, shall we call it um has its own has its own kind of spin-off series that. <laughs> It's almost weirdly made for TV. And you're probably like, what? what's he talking about? What I'm talking about is Meta, both Meta Forte and Kite were produced under the, with the condition, under the condition, that they have explicit hentai level sex scenes in them. And if you were a tiny degenerate around like 2008, from like 2001 to 2008, you could find these sex scenes standalone on just about any porn site. And when I say explicit, I mean explicit. <laughs> and the interesting thing about them is they were produced with the idea that they could be completely removed from the storyline. Like they, they they don't matter. They're not they're not um, story driven sex scenes. It doesn't it doesn't really. <laughs> They can connect to the story, but they don't matter. I think in Meadow, it's like a in Kite, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more story dependent, but in Meadow Forte, it's like a dream sequence and isolated, like interrogation style encounter bullshit thing. And 
the result is you know, this show that like was produced because basically because they could make they could they could sell it for titillation. And I there's another one based around um Kasulu, I think. Um but there's another show based around Kasulu that is done in the same like vein. But it's just it, there's there's a strange vestige because these are shows generally that won't get produced unless they have this in them. But because the person, whoever the director is and whoever the creators are, want them to be part of the car, want them to be like a standalone story and actually have story, they have a lot put into them. And generally speaking, I've never seen a show like this where the story has been particularly deep or I've <laughs> cared about it particularly. But it's it's telling that these were the... These were the um, conditions to make these shows, and it's it's not super hard to see. Like these shows weren't going to be approved on their on their own merit and based on their own stuff. Um, I think the same director and probably the same studio directed um, Withered Barristers that weird wizard cop show I talked about forever ago. You can go find it in the feed. It's one of the third day episodes. I did it, I think, before I was even doing Sunday episodes. But long and short of it is that it's... That these aren't really good shows. And if you ask anybody what these shows are known for, I mean, over the age of 14, it's not the storyline. People don't remember these shows for the storyline. This is really the best version of Sex Cells. I'm not saying I'm like I'm against titillation or etchy anime or there being sex in anime. That's not what I'm saying. I mean that that would be insane. But what I am saying is that these shows shows like um shows like Mezzoforte and Kite are only produced because they can have these hentai scenes with the characters in them. And what that does, what that ends up doing to Mezzo, is it, to Mezzoforte, is it ends up kneecapping the series, the actual series, I think it's like a 14 episode run of a series that they made later. Because if you know Mezzoforte from any, if you know Mezzo from anywhere, it's not going to be the later, I think it was like released in 2013, which means years later, OVA series Mezzo that is middling at best. It's going to be Mezzo Forte, the, <laughs> the anime that is responsible for probably the most traffic junkie hentai ads uh, in your life. And it... These shows compromise the ability to view it because 
if you're showing up for the story, it's interrupt it's interrupted at least once per episode in Metal Forge's case. Um same thing I think in Kite. With these like weird sex scenes that don't super make sense that that are oftentimes written off as like an aside or a dream sequence in Metal Forte's case. And then that breaks up the story and that interferes with your perception of the characters. And that's true in Kite too. In Kite it involves underage weirdness too. So that's that's another thing. And at and it they don't it doesn't really add up to anything. And it it feels like if they wanted to make if people wanna make anime with sex in it, that's fine. If people wanna make etchy anime, that's fine. But this weird middle ground of like hentai in which the hentai can be removed. It doesn't really it doesn't really work out so hot because you know anime like that is like hentai is not for usually praised necessarily for its story. I mean it's it is kind of the birth of the step bro meme. But the so you end up with these shows that are middling to bad, usually bad. And because of the content put in them, you have a different level of actor, voice actor, who will work on them. And especially in America, these, like, Mezzo is so clearly staffed by porn actors. It's amazing. And, come on, Karma. Sorry, my dog. Um, And... The result is just nonsense. Nonsense that doesn't matter. Um, so I just I I found I found I find these things super weird because they've got a foot in both camps. And I wanted to talk about this because with the interspecies reviewers incident last last a couple seasons ago. And with now um, redo of Healer, which is an which is kind of a like people compare it to the interspecies reviewers thing a lot, except it seems very clear that they knew what they were doing, what they were getting when they licensed redo of Healer. And the interesting thing about interspecies reviewers, which you can go listen to that podcast with me and my friend Slate from over on the from over on his podcast and YouTube channel, um, MCS Anime, talk about they didn't know what they were getting with interspecies reviewers. And interspecies reviewers is probably the closest modern comparison to something like Mezzo Forte or Kite in terms of like the arrangement of the show that I can imagine, which I find weird and interesting. But I just wanted to do a Sunday edition on it because I think... I think it's super weird that some production committee somewhere was like, you can make this show, but you gotta put the bone in it. Um, and on that note, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to 
to it in whatever you're using to listen to me right now. New shows come out every Thursday and Sunday. And I until then, I have been Alex, and you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. I will talk to you on Thursday.